Hello, welcome back to Sundays with Poppy. We took a brief break because we were living big last <laughs> weekend, and now that we're recovered, we're here for episode four. Say hello, Poppy. Hello, all my audience. <laughs> we also have a special guest. The first time a Blitzer is appearing on the podcast. We have Barry Blitzer with us. Hello. And we have Mima, but Mi- Missy's calling, so we're going to take a quick pause. So the focus of today's episode, taking off from where we ended last week, is about falling in love with Mima. So we're lucky that we have Mima here to talk about that, but before we get into it, would you want to tell us a riddle and we'll think about it throughout the podcast? Sure. Since today is... Uh second Saturday in March and tonight we have to turn our clocks back what's the purpose of daylight savings time when it was first instituted oh boy okay does does anyone know I doubt that anyone knows except me I don't know okay so we'll think about it you'll reveal the answer at the end yes today is also Bubba and Uncle's anniversary happy anniversary I know that and Rachel's Sweet 16. I know that. So we have a lot to celebrate today. I was in touch with all of them today. Okay, good. Okay, so, falling in love with Mima. You started telling us last time about your blind date, and you got set up from your brother, right? My brother's fiance. Your brother's fiance. At the time. At the time. So, let's just tell that, the, the blind date story again, so we can start fresh today. My brother was engaged to a girl... Name Jeannie. Wait, can I break in? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was not engaged. He was just dating. Oh, sorry. Because they got engaged on the day of our wedding. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was dating a girl. And this girl knew Ellen from somewhere, and she fixed us up. Okay. So you, you may have had a plan to go out for dinner. Yeah, we went out for dinner. A friend of mine from Yale met us there. And we had a very lovely dinner. You know, Ellen at the time uh, was like a wraith. Uh, I think she was 95 pounds. I could circle her wrist with two of my fingers like this. She wore a black outfit of some sort because she always wears black and she wore her hair in a chignon. Do you know what a chignon is? No. That should be a riddle then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It could be our word of the day. (laughs) What is it? A chignon is um, like a beehive all piled up and then flattened somehow. Okay. Did you um, get your hair done? Or you did it yourself? I think I did my pajamas. Mima ate the same thing every night that we went out for dinner. What did she have? She ordered Pernod, which was a licorice drink on shaved ice. Okay. Interesting choice. I thought I was sophisticated. I never heard of that. And then she had a uh, an avocado. An avocado? Yes. For dinner? Wait, I thought it was an artichoke. 
Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. It's an auto choke. My error. My error. It was an auto choke. And that's what she did. She dipped the auto choke leaves in butter and. And that was the whole meal. And sucked that's them. That's all she ate. That's pretty much the whole and meal. And I think you said last time you got a burger or something normal. I, I forget what I got, but I'm sure it was normal. Okay. And you said last time that you fell in love with her right away. I think that's true. And Mima said not so much. <laughs> you were still unsure after the first date. Um, he was nice. <laughs> he was nice. Okay. So what happened after that? Well, the other, the other memorable date, my father owned a clothing store in Brooklyn by the name of Jimmy's, which still exists, by the way. Uh, now they're still in Brooklyn, and they also have an establishment in uh, West Hampton. But never, anyway, uh, I took her to Brooklyn on a date. Wow. I don't know if it was the second date, the fifth date. I can't remember that. But we went to Brooklyn, and... I told her to wear pants. And she said, what are pants? I don't have pants. I have villager. So we went to Brooklyn. She wore, I think, Bermuda shorts. And we outfitted her pretty good at Jimmy's. Jimmy had uh, high style, uh, fashion forward clothing. And from Jimmy's, we went to Coney Island. Wow. And she wanted to play Pocorino. Pocorino was a game where there was a machine that had holes in the surface, and you took a rubber ball and rolled it across the surface, and you got as many points as the number of the hole that it fell in. And she collected all her tickets. And after the game was over, she went to the counter to get get a, uh, a prize. Servicing the counter was a little hunchback man. She says to him, sir? That man has never been called sir in his whole life prior or since. She says, sir, may I have that pink Spalding ball? I looked around, I figured I'm going to get knifed before I get out of here. <laughs> Nobody ever spoke like that in, in that in that store. So that was our date in Brooklyn. Wow. She, she thought Brooklyn was like going to a foreign country. She had never been to Brooklyn before. That was an adventurous first date. How'd you get there? It wasn't a first date. Oh, sorry, adventurous. It was one of my cars. And... How did you guys communicate? How did you set up your dates? There was no cell phones. You weren't always texting in between your dates. So you went from one date to the next without really speaking to each other, right? We had telephones, James. It wasn't uh, 1848. So you would call her house phone. Landline. Right. Yes, house phone. <laughs> you call her and, and you would pick up the phone. Did you? Yeah. Were you excited to get calls from Poppy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever call him first? No. No. I don't think so. So you, when you wanted to take Mima out, you would just call her and plan a date? Yes. And do you remember thinking about her during the weeks? Did you see each other every week at the beginning? Pretty much we did. 
Okay. And at this time, you were in med school still. I was a... I think I was a freshman in medical school. Okay. But, but uh, let, let's see. I, I, you were with Barbara. When was I a freshman in medical school? I, I, I graduated Yale in 59. So 59 to 60, I was a freshman. We got married. Yeah, it must have been a freshman year. Because we got married in 61. Okay, right. So how did the relationship progress? Let's hear about dating to marriage. She got sick. She had mono. I went to visit her as she recovered. And in my pocket, I had a ring. And I asked her to get me something out of that pocket. And she, and she took the... Isn't that right? Absolutely. And she took the ring out of the pocket. And that's how we got engaged. Wow. Were you expecting it, Viva? Um, so, no, not really. No. I, I had gotten mono. For some reason, they put me in the hospital. So I had just come home from the hospital. I was in my pajamas in my room. And that's how we got engaged. Wow. And so in between that time, were you like, how did it really progress? Did you guys sleep at each other's places? Like, how? No, never. It was just, never. you just went on dates. We just went on dates. We went on dates with other people in between. Okay. <laughs> right? I don't know. Poppy did. I did. No, Poppy did too. <laughs> right? Did so you, you were out? dating other people. We were dating other people until we decided that maybe we shouldn't date other people. And for it was very short in very between short. not dating other people and getting engaged. Okay. And then it was very short between getting engaged and getting married. It was not long like you guys do now. Right. It was all very short, correct? Yes. So Mima pulled the ring out of your pocket. Yes. Then what? What type of parties were involved? Did you have an engagement party? That wasn't a thing? I don't think so. Okay, so what was the wedding planning like? Madam? <laughs> Medic planning, the wedding was at her apartment. It was at her apartment? Where party. she lived. Okay. How many, how many people? Probably a hundred. Okay. Small, small in my apartment. Not me, typical Mima style now. Not typical <laughs> Mima style now, absolutely not. Um, and then we went on a honeymoon to Jamaica. It was snowing because we got married in December. December. Wait, like, yeah, we didn't hear Christmas. about uh, getting married on Christmas Eve. Right. Why, did, Christmas, why did that happen? Because Poppy was in medical school and that was his vacation. Right. So we got married on Christmas vacation. We met a lot of other people in Jamaica who was also who were also on Christmas vacation. That's fun. Okay. Let's hear about the honeymoon. The honeymoon was in Jamaica at the Arawak Hotel. We became friendly with another couple on the honeymoon by the name of Joel and Susan Goldfarb who were subsequently divorced. Uh, Joel Goldfarb was a guy that I grew up around the corner from in Brooklyn and never knew him. I knew his sister. He was older than we were. I think substantially older. More than five years older than I was. And they subsequently divorced and we lost touch with them. True? True. Except for me who worked for his ex-wife 
when I first started to work at Betsy Buggy and Mimi, she was my boss. Married then when you worked with Betsy Bunky? Yes, but with Joe and Susan? I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, she was my boss for a very long time in Burlington. Wow. Right. So you had a small wedding, you went to Jamaica. Right. Are you still in med school at this time? Yes. Yes. Okay, so now what? From Jamaica, we, we went back to Brooklyn. I and did you guys move in together? Pre wedding or post wedding? In those days, you didn't move in together pre wedding. Okay. Post it was like you were strangers. It's crazy. Um, we took an apartment on 38th Street and Lexington Avenue in a building that was owned by a friend of my Aunt Rose's, so we got a discount rent. I wish you kept that apartment. Yes, <laughs> and I, I then graduated medical school and we moved to Brooklyn so I could do my training at Downstate Medical Center. We lived in Manhattan Beach in a rental apartment. Something important happened on your graduation, though, right? Yes. Which was? I was having lox and eggs for breakfast, and the cooking was not completed, and Mima's water broke. <laughs> so we stopped cooking, and we went to the hospital, and she delivered my daughter, Sharon, later that day. So there was no graduation. <laughs> so that was exciting. That was an exciting day. Right. So then you, Shari, Mima moved to? Washington, D.C. I had to do two years in the Air Force. Okay. Um, in those days, anyone who became a physician had to sign up for something called the Berry Plan. If you were accepted into it, you had to do two years either as a general medical officer which meant you had not received any specialty training yet, or you did two years as a specialist. Knowing that I wanted to go into pediatrics, I thought I could avoid Vietnam by choosing pediatrics, and I was assigned Air Force Berry Plan. Four months before I went into the Air Force, my cousin Harold became secretary of the Air Force. He subsequently became Secretary of Defense under Jimmy Carter. You didn't know that? You knew that? I knew that. Okay. Um, so I was lucky enough, Harold uh, sent me to Andrews Air Force Base. Andrews Air Force Base was a premier hospital in the Air Force. It existed, existed for two reasons. One is to house the President's aircraft, and the second was to surf, service as a gateway into the eastern United States for returning servicemen. And one of the things that uh, a doctor at the base had to do was greet planes of survivors coming back. And if you saw what these kids looked like, your heart went into your mouth. Getting off the plane without arms, without legs, in wheelchairs, and candy stripes. You know what a candy striper is? Well, Jamie doesn't know. The nurses do. Okay. Nurses wore candy stripe uniforms. They were all volunteers. And they would wheel out on a table to each serviceman as he returned, got off the plane, a pay telephone. And the kid would call his mother wow. from the runway. 
to tell her that he was back. It was just heartrending. And the other duty was to stand on the runway when the president flew. What was I going to do if that plane crashed? lived on 38th Street and Lexington Avenue. We were the first, mommy was the first baby ever to be born into that building. They, I had no idea what a baby was or what to do with a baby. Wow. I had this huge carriage. I only wanted this big pram carriage <laughs> that didn't fit in the elevator, barely fit in the elevator. And when you crossed the street, you had a whole mommy because she would bounce out of the carriage. That's how high the carriage <laughs> So we lived on 38th Street in Lexington Avenue for a while until Poppy got into, um, graduated. was graduated and he went, we went to Brooklyn. We went to Brooklyn and we had Bubba in Brooklyn, correct? Yes, we had Bubba in Brooklyn. I did not know how to drive, so I was like stranded because I was like the New York City girl, so I didn't know how to drive. So Cousin Gloria was my savior and she took me all around. And then we decided to, to go to Andrews Air Force Base, where I, I learned how to drive, but we lived in a place where they never knew a Jew before. There were two Jews who lived where we lived. So, Ricky, continue. Yeah, let's hear about that. And also, did you guys have friends? Like, did you have friends no, when no. you lived on 38th and Lock, and then in Brooklyn? We, we, were, we, were, we were monastic. <laughs> no, you don't know what that means, but... And so were you friends. sad to move to D.C.? Yes, very sad. Yeah. In what way? Like, did you see them a lot? A did lot. they come help out? A lot. And did your parents get along? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell them that story. Okay, so tell us about Washington and what happened in Brooklyn. Washington in those days was part of the South. It uh, didn't deal well with blacks. It was partially segregated. I had an Indian friend from, from Brooklyn who was black-skinned. He was Indian by birth and, and uh, a physician, a very bright kid. And we invited him to stay, to come down and visit us in Washington. We couldn't get him into a motel. Could not get him into a motel because they were white motels. Think about that. That was, that was 55 years ago in the nation's capital. While we were in Washington, Bobby Kennedy was killed and Martin King was killed. When Martin King was killed, the blacks burned part of the city of Washington. <clears throat> Where we lived in Maryland, we were 20 minutes from the center of Washington. You could see the smoke rising over the city when the blacks burned it. And what did they burn? They burned their own houses, their own stores. So they had, a, where were they gonna live? So the blacks, the surviving blacks built a, a city on, on wood strips, 
It's called Resurrection City. We lived in an apartment in Maryland. There were 400 units, three Jewish families. Mima took Sherry and Lauren, there was no Karen in those days, and their little red wagon going door to door in our community, raising, uh, collecting perishables, diapers, uh, canned goods, uh, water, soda, juice, whatever, for the, for the surviving blacks in Resurre Resurrection City. Wow. And they called her a Jew bastard, a nigger lover. She came home in tears. I said to her, forget the tears. I'll take you to the supermarket. You'll buy what you want, and we'll drop it off there. And we did. Um, the, the other part about Washington, Washington was a hick town compared to New York. Everything closed at 9 o'clock. Like if we went to the movies or the one theater they had, you, you, you wanted to get a cup of coffee after nine o'clock, everything was closed. Um, Your mommy was the, went to nursery school in Washington, but she was little, Bubba was too little, and she was the only Jew ever to go to this nursery school. They did not know what a Jew was at all. So she came home <coughs> saying that she wanted an Easter bunny how come every kid has an Easter bunny and she doesn't have an Easter bunny? So we gave her, we gave her matzah and we gave her Lenora to take to school. And I went with her to school with my, East, with my matzah and my Lenora and this was the, the representative of the Easter bunny. So it was very, very, very weird for, for us where we lived. But we had many friends who lived in Jewish communities in Maryland who was very different. But where we lived, was totally military and very, very strange. But we made friends, and Mommy made good friends with a little girl who was not Jewish. They loved each other. And she only wanted the Easter Bunny and a Christmas tree. <laughs> we had neither one. We made a friend with a couple that lived next, upstairs from us. That's the girl that Mommy became friendly with. But, but anyway, um, the, the, this couple, the guy was a major. He was a college graduate. His wife was a college graduate. And she asked Ellen one day, was it true that on Passover, the Jews would eat the circumcised skin that they took off the boys during the year? No way. This was a college graduate in the 50s, I'm telling you, in the 60s. 55 years ago. Oh, my God. You don't think that exists today? 100% that exists today. There's a lot of ignorance in this world. Yep. So it was an interesting time for us. Um,
came back at that time to Great Neck. We, I wanted to practice. My practice was built primarily by my wife and my two daughters who socialized at the school, and I was the new doctor in town. So they really built my practice more than I did. I give them a lot of credit for that. I always have. Um, Let's talk about one more thing that we didn't talk about, like Mima being pregnant. Were you always nervous when she was pregnant? Or did your doctor side come out, or it was just... I'm really not a very nervous kind of person, so... Now when girls don't get manicures or drink coffee or no, we don't smoked. Anything. Yeah. We smoked. We drank wine. We right. smoked. We did all that stuff. And everyone came out great. Please God, everybody came out great. Really, but we were very dumb. We were very young. We absolutely we had no help. No, you know, real help. We didn't. Well, it's kind of help, but not. But not real like help like we did today. <laughs> Sort of help, but we were young, and mommy and Bubba were little, and we were little too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we should save moving to Great Neck and starting your practice for next episode. Okay. So let's go back to your riddle. All right. Word word of the day, Shinyan. You know what it is. uh, Let's spell it. S. You don't know how to spell. C H I G N O N. C-H-I-G-N-O-N. to do with the farmers, the farmers who were growing the crops to feed the nation while we were at war. It gave them another hour of growing time, uh, of work time. Interesting. Wow. Okay. That's the truth of it. Now we know. Yeah. And now they're going to try and get rid of it. That's it, ladies. That's the <laughs> end of Sundays with Poppy, That's episode the end four. Of, there we go. Sundays with Poppy, episode four. Thank you, everyone. We will see you next week. Thank you, dear.